It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, it is your team every day. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal here on this Monday edition. Talking some BYU football news. Devin Kafusi, a surprise entrant into the NCAA transfer portal. We'll talk about what I learned in talking to some people surrounding that transfer, what some of the reasoning was, and also how it may affect BYU. We'll also preview BYU and St. Mary's, the number 15 team in the country, the Cougars, in the West Coast Conference semifinals tonight as they face off against the St. Mary's Gales for the third time this season. Have a conversation, a one-on-one, an exclusive conversation with Alex Barcelo. We'll get to here in just a little bit. And, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Uh, Some news on the graduate assistant coaching front for BYU football that we need to get to as well. So that's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Spavia in Sandy right here in Utah. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in just a little bit. With all of that out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 9th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here with us on Locked On Cougars. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. So if you're new to the podcast, just finding us, Welcome on in. We, we are a daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. So make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whichever podcast provider you listen to us on. That way you never miss a daily episode of this show. Let's start off today's show talking about some of the BYU football news from this past weekend. And that is the Devin Kafusi, a guy that was expected to be a junior defensive end for BYU this coming season, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. Cole Kubelik from the SEC Network had the original report on Twitter. Twitter on Saturday. I reached out to my sources shortly thereafter and got confirmation that Devin Kafusi is indeed in the NCAA transfer portal and intends to seek a transfer to a new program. Now, let's be clear about one thing with the NCAA transfer portal. Some of you may be aware, some of you may be not, and let's just get this out of the way for those of you that may not be clear. When your name goes in the NCAA transfer portal, that means you are intending to go to a new program. It means that the in terms of what it means for the student athlete is your scholarship is good for the remaining school term that you're in school for. So let's say currently for a guy like Devin Kafusi, he is in the winter semester for BYU. It lasts just about a month longer here. And then after that, the program, speaking of the BYU football program, is under no obligation to honor his scholarship going forward. He is able to be contacted by coaches from all over the country. His name is in that database. It has contact information for him. And coaches can reach out to 
to him at any time now that he's made himself eligible and announced his intention to transfer. As well, in terms of what he controls, and speaking of Devin Kafusi, is he can remove his name from the NCAA transfer portal at any point and withdraw his name and return to the program he was intending to transfer from. So let's be clear about all of that. With the NCAA transfer portal, is not like an immediate thing. Your name goes in the portal and you're done, you're out, and you're on your own. Uh, you are still in school. You have at least that semester left, that whatever remaining time on your scholarship, and then you will transfer to your new program, and you are eligible to be contacted at any point by any coach in all of America, and you likewise can contact coaching staffs and, and announce your intentions of transferring, etc. So there you go. Now, Devin Kafusi, that name, the last name alone, Devin Kafusi, excuse me, is going to cause some consternation, and I've seen it on social media because this is a legacy name leaving the BYU football program. Uh, Steve Kafusi, Devin Kafusi's dad, was a longtime defensive line coach for BYU, 14 years, I believe, with the Cougars. Before that, was on the defensive line for the University of Utah, coaching there. So. Uh, a family well-versed in defensive line play for BYU. His older brothers, both Bronson and Corbin, were stars for BYU, both currently in the NFL now with the New York Jets franchise out there on the East Coast. We had Corbin Kafusi on this very podcast just, what, two weeks ago uh, talking about this. And Corbin was very high on Devin Kafusi's chances to really be a breakout star for BYU. But alas, it appears that he is going to go elsewhere to finish out his collegiate eligibility uh, in terms of playing football. I've spoken to a number of people that would know Devin Kafusi, know him personally over the last 24 to 48 hours and got some good information on it that I'm going to pass along to you right now. Now, let's be clear about one thing. Devin Kafusi is not being pushed out at BYU. Kalani Satake and his staff did not go to Devin Kafusi and say, son, we need you to move on. We need your scholarship, etc. He is not being run out of the BYU football program. Let's be very clear about that. He also likewise is not leaving BYU because he's upset about playing time, etc. He's not going out and saying, I, I hate this place, I'm out, blah, 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 blah. He's not going out in a blaze of glory. That's not how he goes about things. He will forever be a part of the BYU football family. He loves the program. That family has given too much to the BYU football program for him to be considered a, a turncoat, etc., so he's not leaving on bad terms. Uh, I don't have this confirmed, but I'm, t- I'm talking with some people. It does, come, it does come as a shock to see his name enter the NCAA transfer portal just because of the fact that he was poised to be a big part of BYU's uh, their defensive line rotation this year. Looking back at Corbin and Bronson, speaking of his older brother's careers at BYU, both of them really emerged and became stars in both their junior and senior seasons. Devin Kafusi was a sophomore in 2019. Could be on a could he be on a similar track and be poised to break out? Well, we're about, we're about to find out. He will have to, of course, sit out that year in residence as an NCAA transfer unless that new rule passes that it grants a one-time immediate transfer. He'll have to set out the upcoming season and have two years of eligibility remaining. And whichever program he lands at, I think, could be getting a kid that could be on the cusp of doing some big things. 
We're about to find out about that. Uh, another part of this is that I've seen a lot of people saying that he's going to the University of Utah, and it's like being broken as if it's like already decided. I can tell you guys this much. There has not been a final decision made on his transfer, de- transfer decision. He's going to let the process play out a little bit. I can confirm, though, that the University of Utah has offered him a spot with the football program up there on the hill at the University of Utah. So he does have that option to go to Utah, and I would expect that, in my opinion, Utah would be a leading contender to get his commitment, his transfer, however you want to term it, because of his connections to the University of Utah. Obviously, as a high school teammate in Britton Covey, who's one of the star players on Utah's offense, they played together at Timview High School in Provo. Britton Covey would know something about being a BYU legacy in his own right and going against the grain because his family was BYU legacy and he went to the University of Utah. So here's the thing about Devin Kafusi and speaking with somebody, the quote I got is, quote, he just wants to be his own man and find his own path. Okay. I think that's respectable. And that comes from somebody who would know Devin about as well as anybody outside of Devin himself. So it, it sounds like Devin Kafusi just sees his football playing future elsewhere, plain and simple. He's not leaving the BYU football program angry. He's not upset. He just thinks that his football career is better suited to play, be played somewhere else. I think everybody listening to this can respect that. I understand it's not a good look for BYU to lose a guy that's a legacy prospect, but uh, the, another quote coming from somebody else speaking with De- speaking about Devin Kafusi says, uh, "We are pumped for him because it's the best for him personally. Ultimately, every young man every young man at some point has to take responsibility for their actions for their life, and they have to make decisions that they feel is in their best interest." Devin Kafusi is doing just that with this decision to leave the BYU football program and transfer. He thinks his future is better elsewhere, and you have to you have to respect that. He's taking control of his life. These are young men. They've been on missions by and large. They have quite a bit of life experience for as relatively young as they are. And Devin Kafusi, hopefully you all can understand, he's taking control of it, and he's moving forward, and I wish him nothing but the best. Could BYU coaches have done more to keep him happy and maybe keep him locked in with the BYU football program? Possibly. But for all intents and purposes, Devin Kafusi is leaving of his own volition. He has no ill will towards anybody based on what I am aware of. I'll make sure to pass along anything if I do find out about that with regards to that. But he's leaving the BYU football program and he thinks that his future is better served elsewhere and I wish him nothing but the best. So like I said, the University of Utah, probably the leading contender to land his signature at this point, but a final decision has not been made yet. And of course, that'll have to play out for a little while because of course, there'll be college football programs reaching out to him. Now, how does it impact BYU in terms of the defensive line rotation? Well, it takes a guy who's probably was going to be in the two deep at minimum for BYU football off the field. In terms of production, Devin Kavuzzi hasn't had that productive of a career so far. Just looking at statistics, 15 tackles, three sacks in his two-year career playing 25 games. He's got great size and athleticism. There is no doubt about that. He's going to contribute wherever he lands, but BYU has some guys in the pipeline that I think that they can fill in and let them really take control of things now because there's one less body to compete against. A kid like Tyler 
another baddie who we've talked about on this podcast, a guy who looks like he's poised to have a breakout freshman campaign after training and training and training since returning to his home before the season, returning home from his mission before last season. He very much could be in the mix. Another walk-on in Fisher Jackson, the BYU announced during their early signing period, joining the program mid-year, could be another guy, a kid out of Harriman High School. There are going to be opportunities for guys that maybe were down the depth chart a bit to now step up in the absence of Devin Kafusi and show what they can do. So is it a loss for BYU? Absolutely, because his two brothers became stars in their junior and senior campaigns, which he was about to become a junior for BYU football. So maybe they're missing out on that jump that he is about to take, or maybe they don't. Maybe he's different than his brothers. We don't know that for sure, but what I do know, what I can tell you guys, is that this decision from Devin Kafusi was his own personal decision. He thinks he's better served to go finish his career elsewhere, and I wish him nothing but the best, plain and simple. If he lands at the University of Utah, so be it. He has made his decisions. He's making his decisions that he feels are in his best interest, and I think everybody can respect that. So I just wanted to pass along everything I had learned about Devin Kafusi to this point. I'll make sure to pass along anything else I learn about potential transfer destinations for him and the like as we move forward. So there you go. Some of the inside information I had gleaned on the Devin Kafusi situation as we now look forward for BYU football. They'll be back on the practice field today. We'll be out there at media availability this evening and have more for you later tonight from Kalani Sitake and other coaches as well. All right, coming up in just a second here, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU basketball. Of course, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that our sponsor on today's show, one of our sponsors, one of our great friends, and we love this company, is Spavia in Sandy, right here in Utah. 10261 South State Street. You can find them. They're real easy to find right near Jordan High School there. Uh, stop by, check out what they've got offering, what they're offering to everybody. Spavia is interesting in that they bring the five-star spa resort feel to anybody and everybody looking for that. If you got a significant other, you need some pampering yourself. They have every spa service you can imagine. Sports massages, deep tissue massages, hot stone massages, every type of facial known to man. Whatever you guys need, Spavia will make sure you're taken care of and do it at a reasonable price. That is the best part about it. Call them up, 801-424-7566. Tell them you're a Locked On Cougars listener. They will make sure you are taken care of. They have a great deal. Their best deal they offer to anybody is right here exclusively two locked on cougars what it is is you call spavia or stop in tell them you're a locked on cougars listener and if you buy two gift cards let's say you buy two fifty dollar gift cards you get a third of equal value for free it's an incredible deal guys they'll make sure you're taken care of they want to make sure you or your significant other whether it's an anniversary uh you got easter coming up mother's day birthdays regardless of the occasion just because they want you to be taken care of and look just like the man or the woman that you can take care of whoever you need to take care of. Call them, 801-424-7566 or stop in 10261 South State Street in Sandia. That's Spavia, a proud partner of Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, guys, BYU basketball back in action tonight after over a week's layoff as they get ready to take on the St. Mary's Gales in Las Vegas in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. The only crappy part about tonight's game is it's at 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time. For those of you on the East Coast, if you happen to be listening to this, that's 11.30 p.m. That's nearly midnight. It is going to be a late night for BYU basketball fans as they watch their team compete in the West Coast Conference semifinals. And I think a lot of people were rooting for for Pepperdine in that quarterfinal matchup, or I don't know what we're calling it. Is that the quarterfinal? I don't even know what it is. Because with this five-round West Coast Conference tournament, I don't even know what to call the rounds outside of tonight with the West Coast Conference semifinal matchup. But regardless, uh, St. Mary's prevailed in double overtime, had the day off yesterday. Now BYU gets ready for their first action in over a week. Uh, Ken Pomeroy at KenPom.com, of course, a resident of the great state of Utah. He's currently projecting BYU to have better than a 60 percent chance of winning this game projecting a four-point victory for BYU who is the number 15 ranked team in the country St. Mary's is always a tough matchup for BYU but I can tell you guys this much uh, we talked with uh, Tim Lacombe on the Zone Sports Network last week he thinks BYU is going to beat St. Mary's by like 20 points he thinks it's not even going to be close We'll see what happens tonight, but you hope that BYU does beat St. Mary's, advances to the West Coast Conference Finals, where they should face Gonzaga for a third time tomorrow evening. Hopefully, we'll be breaking that down for you tomorrow, but I had a chance to catch up with Alex Barcelo, BYU junior guard, last week during media availability to preview their upcoming West Coast Conference uh tournament run here that they're hoping to go on. Of course, we didn't know the opponent at the time when I spoke with Alex, but had some great thoughts on him in terms of kind of avoiding a letdown after a long layoff without a game in over a week. Also, his thoughts on just how this team has come together this season. So without further ado, here you go. Alex Barcelo, BYU junior guard, right here on Locked on Cougars. Obviously, this time of year, we hear from a lot of players, it's go time. What's your mentality going into the conference tournament? Um, every game is going to be a battle. I mean, it's, it's kind of like our mentality throughout this entire season and definitely the last couple weeks of this season just we got to bring it every single time we step out on that floor and we got to we got to hold everyone accountable and everyone together and we got to play and play with our all and give it our best shot you've had some extended time off here obviously with you guys played the one game against Pepperdine you had that bye the final week and then played the one game against Pepperdine you've got eight days off and then you're back in action how have you guys spent that time um, really practicing as hard as we can, you know, uh, making sure that our conditioning's right. We've been running a lot uh, today and yesterday, um, just making sure that that we're we don't we don't lose a step, uh, and just making sure that our scout is is as good as it can be, just like it has been all season. Um, making sure we know the team, uh, what their their offensive and de- defensive concepts are, what their strengths are, um, so that we can just execute our game plan to the best that, that we can. You've also got experience with Arizona in conference tournaments. How different is it once you get to the postseason knowing, hey, we could play multiple games and multiple nights in a row? Um, it's definitely uh, a hard thing to do, um, but that's, I mean, this team has accomplished a lot of hard things throughout this season, and uh, it's nothing new to us. Um, so we know it's going to be a battle. We know it, if we win uh, on Monday, we're going to have to come right back at it and give it our best shot again on Tuesday. Um, so, so we know that coming into it, and I mean that's why we've been preparing so hard these these past couple of days, and I mean even before Pepperdine when we had those days off. Um, 
like not playing a, a real game, just just coming in every single day, like what can we get better on today? Um, what can we improve on today? And how hard can we play today? Um, never, never taking any time off when we're on that court. What's the confidence level of this team right now? I think we got we got a lot of confidence. You know, um, this, this team. I mean, we know we've achieved a lot this season, but we're not finished yet with the goal that we had set in mind uh, at the beginning of the season. So we're playing at a very very high level of confidence right now. But I mean, we're gonna we're gonna come in just like like we're ready to battle. You know, it's gonna be a war, and uh, but definitely I, I feel like this team has a lot of confidence. How much attention do you play, do you pay to guys who do like the bracketology, et cetera, that that type of stuff, prognosticating the NCAA tournament? Um, me, I mean, me and the guys, I I'd probably say not not so much. I mean, we obviously hear things and, and see things on social media, um, but we, I mean, we we just have this mindset of like, no matter who we're matched up against, like we're gonna play how we play, and and we're gonna try and lock up their best offensive players uh, on the defensive end of the ball. And uh, we're, we're going to continue to play how we play, playing together, uh, making the smartest play, making the smartest read, um, making that extra pass, just uh, just sticking to what, we, what we've done all season. And, I mean, it's, it's worked out well for us, and, and we trust it, and we have a lot of confidence in it. So, so we're just keeping that mentality. And, I mean, we, we hear a lot of things, but we know no matter who we're matched up against, we're going to come in ready to battle. How tough can that be, though, to make sure you guys imprint your style on a game versus not allowing the opponent to imprint their style? Um, it, it's very, like, I would say it, it's tough. Um, just, you know, we, uh, I mean, we're obviously known for how well we can shoot the ball. Um, we're obviously known for, like, Yoli's presence on, on the, I mean, down low in the post. Um, and, and teams obviously scout for that. Um, but one thing that this team does is like we we just we trust our coaching staff so much with what with the concepts that we play with like that we're we're gonna run our stuff until we get the best read possible on the offensive end so i mean teams i mean they'll they'll give their best shot to stop us but we have ultimate confidence that if we keep running running our uh offensive concepts offensive play sets like we're gonna get a great shot um, and I mean, some some nights the ball won't fall from the three point line as well as I mean it can other nights. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna stay locked in and shoot or shoot. So we're we're gonna continue <laughs> continue to shoot the ball for sure. I love that expression, shoot or shoot, <laughs> because it means so much. But it's also just one of those cliche answers. But it has a lot in it. Oh, definitely. Can you talk about your guys just? You guys have always talked about that. We want to. We have confidence in our shots. I've heard that from you guys, from every player on this team all year long. What has gone into that? Has it been the coaching staff been preaching that to you, or is there something you guys have just ingrained in you personally? I think at first it came from the coaching staff for sure, just saying like Coach Pope was always like, "Hey, you you miss five shots, you make five shots. I mean, don't don't stop shooting the ball." He's like, "Well, I'll, I'll be mad at you if you do stop shooting the ball. If you do pass up an open shot." Um, so that's something that started with the coaches staff and then I mean it just carried on to our, our guys on the team. I mean everyone holds each other accountable and they're like if you pass up an open shot, like we're we're getting on you for it. Like we, we trust everyone on this team to shoot. So it's uh it's definitely something that players love to to have the coaching staff like ingrained in you. You're one of the few guys on this team who's been to an NCAA tournament. Obviously it was a different program when you were at Arizona, but are you excited to have a return trip potentially going back to the big dance? Oh, definitely. Oh, my gosh. I've thought about it every single night um, up until this point um, throughout this season. 
and uh, it's going to be unbelievable, you know. Um, We obviously got to handle our business Monday and Tuesday, but uh, we're definitely looking forward to it, and we're definitely excited, and I know I am. I mean, it's a huge stage, and I think that we're a team that that can accomplish a lot in in that uh, tournament. So we're going to give our best shot, and we're going to come ready to play. Last thing for me, we talked about the postseason where it's a conference tournament. How much of a step up? You mentioned the big stage with the big guys. How much of a step up is it? Because you've experienced this. How much of a step up is it to get to that tournament and just the feel around it? It's a huge step up. You know, there's going to be adversity that comes your way, and you're just going to have to figure out how to battle through it. And, uh, I mean, like you said, I mean, you can, like, with this WCC tournament, I mean, you play Monday, you got to come back and play again Tuesday. If you win, you got to, like, be completely locked in and ready to handle your job and your business and uh, just play together collectively as a group because I think, like, the teams that go far in the tournament are the teams that, you know, can, can play together and can handle that uh, adversity in the right way and uh, really translate it onto the court um, and just uh, know how to battle through it and get through it in the right ways. Awesome. Alex, best of luck. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate that. There you go. Alex Barcelo. Can't thank him enough for taking the time. Once again, tonight, BYU facing off against St. Mary's, 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN2. I think it's going to be a fantastic game between these two opponents. St. Mary's 25-7 and coming into this game. BYU obviously ranked 15th in the country, 24-7 and in their own right. And if BYU wants to get that high seed in the NCAA tournament, tonight's game, a win, would go a long way towards doing that and getting ready for a potential showdown against the Gonzaga Bulldogs for the West Coast Conference Tournament title. We'll see what happens. I think the BYU fans, you should be excited for what is coming for the Cougars. I think it's going to be a fun matchup tonight. It's a late night, but get ready for it. It should be a lot of fun. Of course, we'll have that all covered for you tomorrow, breaking it down and also previewing whoever BYU is going to face off in the West Coast Conference Final, we hope. And of course, once again, all the coverage that you can find will be right here on your daily podcast, focused on the BYU Cougars, the Locked on Cougars podcast. All right, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, listening to this podcast is as easy as using your voice. All you got to do is tell your smart device. Everybody has a smart device, I feel like, in this day and age. A smart speaker at home, an Alexa, a Google Home, an iHome, whatever you've got. Tell that or your smartphone that you plug into your car. Play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and that way you never miss a show. And it's as simple as using your voice. You don't have to lift a finger to listen to this podcast. It's a real simple way to catch up on all the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day. Because like I said all the time on this podcast, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports information and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. So once again, tell your smart device, play the latest episode of Locked On Cougars, and that way you'll be the smartest BYU fan in the room. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
Running out of time on this edition of Locked On Cougars, but wanted to run down some of the sports news and BYU sports you need to know about. Gabby Garcia Fernandez recorded his 56th service ace of the year to break the program's single season records. The number two ranked BYU men's volleyball program suffered its first loss of the season Friday night in a five set thriller against number one Hawaii. Uh, BYU obviously took the sweep on Thursday night, and it was a reverse sweep on Saturday after BYU won the first two sets. They weren't able to close out a second straight victory over the Rainbow Warriors. But Gabby Garcia Fernandez, you're looking at one of the all-timers in a BYU uniform, so don't take him for granted. Uh, BYU now 17-1 on the season, 6-0 in West and Mountain Pacific Sports Federation play. They're back in action this coming Friday against number 13 Stanford. That'll be at 6 o'clock Pacific time out there in Palo Alto, 7 o'clock Mountain time. You can watch the game on a live stream on Pac12.com. Once again, that'll be Friday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. A couple other sports to catch up, catch you guys up on real quick before we go here. Uh, BYU women's basketball fell in the quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament, 62-51 to to Pepperdine. A tough loss for Jeff Judkins' team as the number three seed, losing to the number six seed. But BYU will now wait to see if they do get an invite to the postseason. Not looking very likely, but we'll make sure that cover that for you if that news does come down. BYU baseball had a rough weekend in Stillwater, Oklahoma. They lost all three of their games 2-0, 6-1, 8-3. So a tough outing in Stillwater over the weekend. BYU is back home this coming weekend as they begin West Coast Conference play against Loyola Marymount. A three-game set for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday against the Lions. So it should be a fun weekend out of the at Miller Ballpark if you want to go out and watch the BYU baseball program in action. And then finally, BYU softball in their own right had an up-and-down weekend as they finished up play in the, uh, in the Bulldog Club. Classic in California. They lost Thursday to number 25 Fresno State, who was the host 8-0. Lost to UC Davis Friday 9-4. Beat North Dakota State 1-0 and then finished up play Saturday with a 10-4 loss to East Carolina. They now head east to Tuscaloosa, Alabama for the T-Town Showdown this coming weekend against the host Alabama. They also face off against Texas and the Bryant Bulldogs in four games down there in Tuscaloosa this coming weekend. We'll preview that as the weekend comes a little bit closer. Two other notes for you real quick before we go today is that Mark Pope after being snubbed for West Coast Conference Coach of the Year. That's okay. He was named to the 2020 Werner Ladder Naismith Men's Coach of the Year semifinalist list, of course, leading BYU to a number 15 ranking. That goes a long way to helping your case and be cool to see Mark Pope win that award. Obviously, there are a bunch of other big name coaches on that list. Scott Drew from Baylor, Brian Dutcher from San Diego State, Leonard Hamilton from Florida State, Greg McDermott from Creighton, Bruce Pearl from Auburn, just to name a few. So congratulations to Mark Pope and being an in elite company and wishing him nothing but the best going forward. And the one final note for you guys on the BYU football front, I had a well-connected source reach out to me last night saying that a graduate assistant slot at BYU could be going to Matt Mitchell. And you're probably wondering, who in the heck is Matt Mitchell? I can tell you guys this much. He is a rising star in the coaching ranks. He's currently at Snow College as the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach, as well as their recruiting liaison for the Badgers. But previous to his time with Snow College. He spent two years at Western Kentucky uh, as a graduate assistant. Also worked as the quarterback's coach in 2018 down there with the Hilltoppers. And previous to that was an offensive analyst at Notre Dame. So he has bonafide coaching credentials and in getting him as a graduate assistant for the BYU Cougars, 
He has experiences mainly with quarterbacks. He really could help a guy like Aaron Roderick with BYU's quarterback situation this year, but also help with some of the recruiting game, I feel like, as a graduate assistant as well. I think it would be a coup to get a guy like this into the BYU football program. We'll, of course, cover that for you and pass along any information if and when it becomes official. But a well-connected source with direct knowledge of this, it looks like Matt Mitchell could be a graduate assistant for BYU, theoretically taking the spot of, let's say, a guy like Harvey Ung who could be the next running backs coach at BYU. You heard it here first on Locked on Cougars. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast, all brought to you by our good friends at Spavia. Make sure to check them out. 801-424-7566. If you have any needs in terms of spa services, etc., tell them that you're a Locked on Cougars listener, and they'll make sure you're well taken care of. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow, breaking down whatever happens for BYU basketball in the West Coast Conference semifinals, hopefully talking about a victory and previewing a matchup against Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Finals. And of course, we'll have everything else for you right here on Locked On Cougars like we normally do. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy whatever's left of your Monday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 9th, 2020. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.